Hello, welcome to First Time Parents. G'day. I'm Heidi. I'm Griffo. And we've been documenting our life as first time parents and you've been coming along for the ride. And because of you, we have been continuously sharing our journey and it's been exposing our relationship. It's been exposing our different parenting styles and we've had to have some real, raw, honest, vulnerable conversations. And you get to witness them firsthand right here on First Time Parents. And hopefully they're of help to you. Yeah. Because it does help us, sort of. What, our advice or our conversations? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe they laugh at us, so hopefully we give you some, like, you know, some humour in your life. <laughs> it's such an interesting ride, parenthood. And one of the things that you've been sharing a lot over the last few years of when we've been sharing this podcast is how you lost yourself. Like I was going back and looking at the most downloaded episodes the other day. And a lot of them are the episodes where you talked about how you lost yourself. Has anyone found myself? (laughs) (laughs) Cause you can keep him. (laughs) Well, I think a lot of dads probably feel this, but they don't really talk about it because there has been a lot of shame over the years with mental health anyway and stigma and so you've opened up a conversation in our household and yeah and and in this podcast as well yeah uh, I think we mentioned on uh, one of the previous uh, episodes that I started talking about it and you're like no 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 we'll save it but (laughs) no I do feel there's been a slight turn over the last few months I think coming up to Memphis third birthday I think is when things started to Come good, I guess you could say. And chatting to a lot of guys that have had kids did say around that three to four is when they start to get that connection. So I think you feel like you start to get a bit of a reward for your efforts from the previous couple of years. Whereas at times you feel like you don't because your boy for our, our instance is more about mum. You know, he's at home with you as I'm at work. So he's going to have a better connection, have more demand for you he's going to have more love for you because he's around you more uh at the same time you cop a lot more shit than i do so <laughs> that kind of sucks for you but you know it's good for me but it certainly has started to turn a corner which was you know a breath of fresh air because looking back now i probably could have done things a bit differently um like what can you because this a, this episode is about you and like the changes that you have made and you know where you're at and how you have turned that corner so what are they i think being maybe a bit more aware as to or maybe just being a bit more vulnerable possibly and just say opening up instead of being not macho but i think as a man Man. As a man. You said that so manly. Yeah, as a man. um, (laughs) Now that's just posh. Yeah. As a man. I do feel you sort of, for me, I'm as Hyde would say, a generator. I do keep going and going and I go to work, I come home, I sub in, I cook, I clean to give you a break and then you just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I'm not saying that you don't do any of that, but you just keep going and going and from doing that, I didn't get what I need out of my, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly um, intake to keep me happy. Of and life things. You yeah, mean. yeah. Yeah. And, and we have spoke about. Things that bring you joy. Yeah. And obviously being around your wife, your kid does bring you joy, but you also have that old life, which that gave me a lot of joy. Hence, whilst I lived it, that was my choice of what I did. 
I do miss. So I think keeping in touch with yourself of the things that are really important to you. Yes, you may not be able to go out every Friday night with the boys and play golf on every Saturday. I get it. But I still think you need to be able to make time and make sure you keep making time. It's when you do it once and you go, that was great, and then forget about it and don't do it. Then you fall into that that downward spiral of, you know, okay, going to work, coming home, looking after the kid, cooking, cleaning, going to bed, doing the same thing, rinse and repeat, and that's where you lose yourself. So I would be putting in your calendar on a regular basis what works for you and your wife and your kid. Go and do the things that are important, the things that make you happy, whether it be a nature walk on your own or to the pub with the boys just to talk shit and just to digest what's going on or just to break from it or a night camping or a, a weekend holiday every now and again, you know, or, or going just out for dinner with your wife or even having a night away with your wife if you've got that facility for someone to look after your kid. Um, I'll definitely be locking that in more. Um, I think going back for if we were to go for round two here, I'll say, say it again. Um, you're giving me hope here. You're definitely going to be more aware for the you know the the situations that come up that make you feel uncomfortable or you feel like you're losing yourself so i think you're going to have a better handle on it okay so how have you got to this point because you sound like a coach right now <laughs> you know from going from the guy who was ticking the boxes of feeling fatigued disconnected unhappy unfulfilled um you know drinking nearly every day uh you know, low libido, not um, like being snappy. I think, like yeah. how did how have you moved through from like? Yeah. Do you think that sounded like you? Uh, yes and no. Obviously not on the <laughs> daily. Uh, I mean, we all have our moments of like say fatigue, and then that might make you grumpy or snappy. Um, yes, definitely drinking doesn't make you always the best to pe- uh, person. Um, it is a, a crutch that I think you do rely on because it just you just feel that sense of ah you know like that was your sort of escape and it just sort of brought you down but it also compounded your your fatigue and you know I'm still a work in progress I'm I'm happy to admit that but you know seeing the other side has certainly helped uh, I still do like to have a drink there's no denying that and that's something I'm more than comfortable with but relying on it or wanting it daily at the end of knockoff it was just something that I think I was doing for six to 12 months and in my head I was like I'm just a bit done with that I want to be able to still have a couple beers on the weekend and have a bit of a night here and there but during the week I'm like I want to wake up feeling more fresh so what were you wake up waking up feeling like oh it was nothing bad but you just know there was that bit of a fog and it's not like you had six or ten beers the night before but it just gave you that fog and you know deep down within your gut you know that that's not good for you and then also it didn't give you the energy and it might make you a bit off or a bit short the next day so it did have that compound and knock-on effect um i'm doing a coaching course at the moment not to teach but to be taught (laughs) you sound like a bloody coach i was like who is this guy so you know you do pick up some things along the way and not everything's going to work for you um i think what you need to do is just take out of it what really works for you and the other stuff might come in time I'm not about promoting it. I think if it's for you, go for it. If not, you might find another way and how to better yourself. But it certainly doesn't help getting guidance and helping you through those situations where you're probably, your gut is telling you, I'm not right. I need a bit of realignment. So what, well, and this is the thing I think like 
I guess because I've been in the coaching industry for the last few years, I see a lot of women open to it, especially in business. And, you know, um, sometimes it's their partners that don't understand, like, why you would invest in that or, you know, whatever it is. What made you want to get support? Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, you, you've done it for a long time and, for me, I just don't think I could really have you coaching me. I'd feel oh, like God, I, I don't want to I'd, coach you. I feel like it. You know, you've been I... my teacher, and <laughs> it's too close to home. And yeah. everything that I've been taught is everything you know. And you could have saved us the money I invested, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to invest that money because um, you know you can't or you don't want your partner to tell you. Well, what to yeah, do. So you know, it'd be like a nag because yeah. you know. Um, but what made me go down that path? Like I said, I think six to twelve months of my my head and my gut were sort of not aligning and like the devil and the angel sort of thing. Mm. And, you know, I saw this uh, clip come up on Facebook, funnily enough, and it had all these bullet points of, you know, are you feeling fatigued? Are you this? Are you that? And I was like, tick, tick, <laughs> tick, tick. And I was like, fuck it. What's the worst thing that can happen? I'll like hit, you know, apply or, you know, request the message. And then you go back and forward. And one of the questions was like, where do you think you'll be in six months time? Same, worse or better? And I said, either the same or a bit worse. I didn't think I was, you know, at the end of my tether and it was all fucked. But I felt that, you know, if I keep doing the same thing, I'm probably going to just keep rinse and repeat. Nothing's going to change or it will be slightly worse. And I think for me, because I'd been stewing on this for six to 12 months, it was probably, you know, something does need to change. And as they say, when you're doing the coaching, like you did come to us, you know, yep, we might have had an advert up, but you did come to us. So that's just your gut telling you that, you know, there's something that needs to shift and you don't have to move heaven and earth to become a better person. You don't have to be uh, a straight A student as well. It's about owning your fuck ups and um, you know your your wins. You know, cherish them. You know. Um, so what? Like, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've taken away? So you've been doing it what for like two months? Eight, yeah, eight weeks. Two yeah. months. What has changed for you personally? Um, I think just being a bit more aware. And I think something you probably told Aware us, of just yourself or other people or... Probably just, you know, what you're doing. Like, what, what are the good things? Being accountable, I think, is the biggest thing. And I, I probably push that aside of being accountable. And, you know, that deep down, like, those extra drinks aren't really helping you. Um, they're, they're bad for your health. Yes, you might be a fit, healthy person now. But in time, that will do damage. You know, I think we all know that. But we just we just push that aside. You know, it's very easy to do that. And look, I said, I'm still openly drinking. I'm happy with that. Um, I'm not here to try and eradicate me from drinking full stop, maybe in time, who knows, but for now, definitely not. But it's just what my coach says, it's just getting back that control. So I think for now, it's certainly uh, a lot better. And so would I've, that be maybe the biggest thing that you've taken away? Probably. And it's just, like I said, I am pretty strong minded, but I think after having a kid, I've lost my, what's the word? Willpower? Willpower, you know, and that might just come down to maybe not being as, as happy as I was because of the shit that you'd given up. Like you'd lost a lot of that good things that used to make you happy, you know. What, what did you give up? Oh, your space, your freedom, <laughs> um, your time. Um, so that's come up a lot for you, hasn't <clears throat> it? Like your time. And so how are you getting your time back now? 
I think that's still a big work in progress because there are days where you just feel like, oh, it's just Groundhog Day, rinse and repeat, go to work, go for mm. a run, come home, cook dinner, eat dinner, go to bed, that's it. And look, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, but it does get a bit mundane. And that's where you need to have your hobbies and um, change it up, maybe catch up with the boys for uh, an early dinner or something like that, or have something cool to look forward to on the weekend. So it just, I feel like if I have nothing on the weekend that's of, uh, something that really excites me. I do feel like, uh, it was, yeah, you know, it was an okay weekend, but didn't really achieve a hell of a lot. And that's not to say I didn't get enjoyment with hanging with you, but it's also something you got to do for yourself to make you happy as well. What makes you happy? Oh, a series of things. Like you said, hanging with you is always, you know, enjoyable. Hanging with your young fellow when he's in a good mood. If he's not, and the three of you together, it could be the worst time ever. Like sometimes we go for a walk and you're like, well, this is fucked. He's just chucked a massive wobbly. I'm getting upset at Memphis. You get upset because you don't like sometimes my parenting. And there's three of us all pissed off going, well, this is fucking great. It's a beautiful blue sky down. We've got the beach right there. And here we are all upset. How do you think we could change that then? He just grow the fuck up. Next question. <laughs> no. How do we think? Well. Or <laughs> hubby grows the fuck up, hey? Yeah. I think, um, whoa, did I hit a chord? <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's part of being parents as well. You can't get rid of that full stop, you know. Yeah. Your kid is going to have his wobbly, I'm going to be short one day because whatever, you're tired or you might be slightly hungover or something like that, you are. And then bang, you have your scenario where you have your argument. It takes two seconds. So I think being, um, as a parent, being more wary as to how your kid is, maybe reading the play going, or maybe it's a better to stay home today as well because sometimes you can see he's got it written all over his face that he's going to be a little shit so sometimes <laughs> you're just going to go probably can, not a good day to go out today you can see that i can't yeah. i think i just hope and pray i'm like but when we go to the beach there's no issues it's just trying to come home usually or like battling over the food or whatever yeah so i think it's something you're always going to have to deal with and times are going to be a little bit of a squabble and some are going to be worse. But I think being a parent, if you can try and lower yourself, that um, your hype around the situation will bring him down. But sometimes you just, you know, you've got your shit dealing as well. I feel sometimes it's all about the kid. Well, fucking mm. no, it's not always all about the kid. You are a human as well. You have your life, your feeling. Yes, we've got to do a lot for the kid, but sometimes you want to be a bit like a kid because you're fucking tired. You know, is that the right answer? No, but at the same time, you, it's okay to be like that because we are a human. We're not perfect. So, <laughs> oh. what? You're perfect? No, God, no, far from it. As you know, very aware oh, on here that I have spoke openly about my imperfections. My imperfections. And if you've read <laughs> my book, you would probably know that it's the inner critic that I battle with a lot that makes me feel like I've got to be perfect and why I try and push harder. And, you know, that's the battle of my mind. And that has come down to parenting from my own parents, uh, programming my own mental health issues and stuff like that. So although sometimes I feel like maybe I put that pressure on you to feel like you've got to be perfect or yeah. me, 100%, it's, and this is what my book's all about, like Drunk on Confidence. It's like you literally, <laughs> you're reading it, you know, like it, it talks about that. I do feel there's nothing wrong with striving towards perfection as long as you know that you cannot ever achieve it. I personally believe you cannot achieve perfection, but to aim for it is is a good goal as long as you're not destructive in the way that you you know you 
wreak havoc on yourself because you didn't achieve such a high standard. Like I think you do need to, you know, push yourself and get upset if you mightn't get exactly where you want, but it's it's about how you go about it because then you can do the opposite where you do more damage than good instead of pushing yourself. Like at the moment, for instance, I'm running and I'm running faster and I'm, I'm really happy with it. And if I do uh, a run that's not as quick, I'm like, well, that's okay. Yeah. I you know think- what I mean? But I'm setting the bar pretty high and obviously it'd be nice to beat your time every single day, but then that means you're running 5Ks in in one minute, that's impossible. Oh, come you know, on, mate. You know what I you mean? You could be like Usain so, Bolt. <laughs> so there's some things that are just impossible, but if you have a really high standard and benchmark, and that's good to aim for, and if it doesn't work on that day, well, that's all right. Dust yourself off and get up and have another crack the next day. But well, don't beat yourself up that you're like, well, that was shit, waste of time. I'm so pissed off is, and ruined Have day. you read the book? No, I haven't. I'm being forced to. <laughs> no, but like, do you know what I mean? It's saying though, like sometimes you can't actually help beating yourself up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah, understanding yeah, yeah. that. But um, Coach Griffo, uh, to, wrap these, to wrap these podcasts up, what would be your advice for others who are, you know, who've kind of felt like they've lost themselves, mum or dad? What would be your number one advice? I would say write down maybe whatever top three or top five things that you really enjoyed and also miss or that brings you joy previous to or prior to having a kid and then have a chat with your partner and just say, look, um, I, I really feel like these things I'm really missing and I think that might get me back in a line with feeling like I've still got a bit of a grip on life uh, and enjoying it. And being reasonable, like I said, don't expect to get, uh, you know, a free pass once a week to go out with the boys till two in the morning or something stupid. Because unfortunately, you do have to give up a bit of that. But if that's what you really want, you want to rip the lid off it, say, hey, can I go away once a month, you know, or have a boys camping trip or like I said, go for a bushwalk or whatever it is that you, you need to fulfill your joy if you're not getting it all from your family. Because it mm. is frigging hard looking after a kid, looking after your wife, going to work if you're the breadwinner. Um, unfortunately, yes, you have to keep going, um, but at the same time, use the flag and just say, hey, I need a hand and this is what I think I need to get me back on track. But being open, honest, having that chat with your partner, um, yeah, I think it's important and vice versa for the mum or the dad, whoever's whatever position you're in because there's three of you now. Yeah. And two of you are the carers. So definitely, definitely, that would be my number one thing. I think also you do have to suck a bit of it up because that is part of being a parent. Everyone knows it's not a walk in the park, um, but you being the best you can is something you need to work on by just giving yourself that joy that you used to get. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and and or coaching, you know. I mean, if you feel like that's what you need. There's well, just nothing even wrong support, with it. I think, isn't it? Like, it's not even necessarily coaching, but it's like you're you're getting coached, but it's like you know that support of a counsellor. It's that having that other person that can actually hold you in your relationship or yourself, and give you guidance and offer tools and stuff. And I think the good thing with either counselling or coaching, it it is about you. It's not actually about the family. Mm. It's not generalised. Yes, it might come back to the family, but you're personally or you personally are going to see the person. So they're not like, I don't give a fuck about your wife and your kid, but I'm really here for you, for you to be a better person. And I guess that's kind of nice because sometimes you do feel you get a bit pushed aside because it's all about them. Mm. So you feel a bit left out. And that's what I've noticed when I first saw uh, Hamish a while back. 
And he was like, no, no, it's, it's about you. Like, what is it that you want in life? Don't worry about the family. Not saying what is it that you want to do without, if you didn't have a family, but you know, it's about, it's about you. So make sure you give yourself the time of day. Cause if you don't, you will fall into that trap of probably what I did. And nothing ever, I don't think got to a stage where it was terrible, but keep going that way and it could easily and I'm sure a lot of people have and once that's been going on for a few years it's hard to get out of that rut proud of you babe so thanks Dale doing amazing (laughs) love you love you well thank you so much for listening to first time parents as you can hear Griffo has been on his own journey and you know it's a path of self-discovery and coming back to yourself which is I think really awesome that you've done that for yourself and it makes me really proud and i appreciate and love your support because (laughs) you do need a supported partner from both perspectives um whether you're a parent or whether you're going through your own journey um with coaching or whatever it may be you do need a a supported partner to get you through and without that would be quite hard Mm. because then it feels like you really are on your own yeah Well, I love you, cutie, and we love all you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want any help or if you have any uh, questions for us, please slide into my DMs at underscore Heidi Anderson. We'll also chuck some deets in show notes. Uh, If you do want to get in touch, we are always happy to hear from you and uh, help you tackle your own issues as you are first-time parents as well. Lots of love. Bye. See ya.